Let's continue to be mindful of the Christ in us. When we go to worship, it's the Christ in us that's worshiping. It's not your flesh. Your, it's the Christ in you makes your flesh move. The, the spirit is willing. The Christ in you wants to worship. The Christ in you wants to cry out more of you, Father. The Christ in you wants more of him. Your flesh don't want more God. It ain't your limbs and your legs that want more of him. It's the spirit. It's the recreated man. The Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Matter of fact, because Christ is in you is the reason why he asks you to be. Christ is the I am in you. It's the reason why he asks you to become. It's the reason why he says be holy. He didn't say practice it, work on it, and one day you might arrive there. He said be. You are love right now. Anytime he tells you to love your enemies, there's no way out of loving anybody else. <laughs> Soon as he tells you love your enemies, you know that means to love everybody else, including yourself. We got to start responding to the Christ in us. Live inside out. Live inside out. Not outside in. Inside out. Say inside. inside. Out. Not outside in. Project that peace that is in you. They want to argue. Mm -mm, peace, be still. I'm going to let you talk while I sit here in joy. Go ahead. <laughs> when the bill collector calls you, say, look, you got two minutes. I'm just going to let you know. All right. Just pay your bills. How about that? <laughs> we ain't going to worry about that one. Our first scripture on today will be coming from Matthew 20 and 20, and we'll be doing just eight scriptures on today, eight scriptures. So we'll be doing 2020 to 2028. Sound like some years, don't it? It reads, then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down and asked him for something, speaking about Jesus. Jesus said to her, verse 21, what do you want? What do you want? He asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right, right and the other on your left in your kingdom jesus answered you don't know what you are asking are you able to drink the cup that i'm about to drink we are able they said to him he told them you will indeed drink my cup. You will indeed drink my cup. But to sit at my right and left is not mine to give. That's important to know. Jesus said, I don't have the authority to seat you anywhere. He said, instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. Now, preparation is a path of maturity that only the father can take us through. All right? He will use people. He will use situations. He will use circumstances, but only the Father can take you down that path. He can use what he wants to. When it came to Jonah, he used the well. <laughs> when it came to Elijah, he used the raven. 
He can use whatever he wants to do, use. When it came to the disciples, he used winds and waves. But whatever you do, stay on that path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen? Now, we're still in our ministry pillar. Our ministry pillar is teaching about service to the body so the body can serve the world. Now, we have four teaching pillars, relationship, kingdom, the church, and ministry. Ministry is service to the body so the body can serve the world. Amen? The teaching series we in is called Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders, give me your pose. Let me see them muscles. Come on. Come on, Darlene, stop. Come on, Darlene, show me your muscle. There you go. All right. Darlene, I'm going to cooperate sometimes. <laughs> and the title of the teaching for today is Jesus Masterclass on Ministry. Okay, Jesus Masterclass on Ministry. Now, the sons of Zebedee, mother, approached Jesus, and she knelt down before him, and she asked him. She said, promise me that my sons, my two sons, one will sit on the right side, and one will sit on the left side of your kingdom. Now, this was a power move. Amen? This was a power move. She came to the Savior. She came to the rabbi. She came to the teacher, and she said, this is the only thing I ask you. She knelt down before him. She honored him, and she said, look, promise me that my two sons, the sons of thunder, the same ones that wanted to rain down fire on the city, she said, promise me that one would sit on your right and one would sit on your left. Now, this was a power move. Notice, he did not rebuke them for wanting power. He did not rebuke her for saying this. So the desire from power, there's nothing wrong with having that. He wants us to have power. He wants us to have authority. So the desire for power would never be shunned. He just made an electrifying statement followed by a question. He said, you don't know what you're asking for. I want you to have the power. There's nothing wrong with you wanting the power, but you don't know what you're asking for. Then he said, I imagine it went like this. He looked at her and said, you don't know what you're asking for. Then he looked at each one of them and he said, ask the question, are you able to drink from the cup that I'm about to drink from? And they said to him, we are able. We are able. Now, whenever Jesus asked this question, do you know or are you able, you need to seriously assess what you're asking him for. Because the cup that he's about to drink from is the cup of suffering. Paul had a thorn in his side. It's funny because <laughs> Mahogany walks in today and I say, you okay? She says, yeah, just got a thorn in my side. <laughs> She said, I just got a thorn in my side that I'm trying to get rid of. But when you have a thorn in your side, it's there because the father is trying to buffer you. He's trying to let you know that the path that I have you on is right and going through. And when you go through something, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you going through something. There's nothing wrong with you being pressured. He already promised you persecution. 
And if we are to have the fruit of the spirit and if we are to reveal his glory, then we're all going to get squeezed a little bit. We're all going to be pressed because it's not until we are pressed that his glory is revealed. It takes a test to reveal glory. There's no glory going to be revealed if you're not going through anything. So don't run from the test. The test is the time when you get to reveal the Christ in you. He's going to put you through things, and the only reason why he's putting you through is to make sure that you're losing your will. That you're losing your will. And so they came to Jesus, and they wanted power. And he said, you don't know what you're asking for. Then he said, you don't, are you able to drink from the cup? Now, it is a power moving. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with wanting power. We all want power. He said when he gave us the Holy Spirit that we will receive power with that. He said that Christ in us, the Christ in us is wisdom and power. So he wants us to have power, but he wants us to understand too that with power comes responsibility. They want to sit in the seats, but he wants to know, do you want the responsibility that comes with power? They want to sit in the seats, and he had to let them know there's a preparation for this. Because power is the ability to do. Power is ability. Power is ability. Power is the ability to do. When you have power, you have the ability to change things. If you can't change your mind, then you have no power. That's why when we're talking about dominion power, the first area of dominion you need to work on is your mind. If you can't dominate your mind, you can't dominate anything else. If you can't dominate your mind, you can't even dominate your own vessel let alone dominate something on, on the outside of you. So the first area of dominion that we have to focus on will always be the area of us. My mind, my heart, my soul. But power is the ability. Power is the ability. Power is the ability to do. Power is the ability to change. And how we respond with that ability or with that power is what we call responsibility. So responsibility breaks down in those two words, respond and ability. So we want ability, we want power, but he wants to know how you're going to respond with that. And so on the way to learning and seeing and, and, and showing, he puts us through tests, he puts us through trials. He puts us through a master class in ministry. And so they came to Jesus wanting power. And so now what Jesus has to do is he has to put them through the class. He has to take them through the class. He has to sit them down as pupils and students to explain to them because he wants them to have, a, have this. Remember, this is his disciples. Not only, is his, not only are these his disciples, but these are his apostles. These are the ones that he is choosing to go spread the gospel after he leaves. They don't know right, just yet that he's leaving. At this point in time, they still think we're going to be doing ministry with you. And so now Jesus has to give a master class on ministry. So in verse 25, it says, Jesus called them over and said, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. Now, from this teaching, I'm going to give you three points. I'm not going to give them to you all at once. I'll give them to you as I go. Our first point that I want you to get and understand that is if ministry is going to be effective, we need to shift how we lead and how we are being led. I'm going to say that again. If ministry is going to be effective, or if we're going to be effective in ministry, we need to shift how we lead as well as how we are being led. Jesus calls them over and says to them, he says, you know 
that the ruler of the Gentiles, that they lord over them and that those in high positions act as tyrants over them. Now, the ruler of the Gentiles lord over them because Gentile stands for unbelievers. The Gentiles were those that were distant from God. It was those that did not know God. Jesus called them dogs. And so in us, Gentile represents the animal instinct. The thing that we listen to, the fleshly part of us that we listen to over the spirit. Y'all tracking with me? Okay. Now, those in high positions are government, officers, those who hold offices, those that are high ranked, those that he put to establish order. And so Jesus said that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them. And then he said those that are in high position, they have to act as tyrants. Now, in Romans chapter 3, no, chapter 13, verse 3, it's not up there. Write it down for my note takers. It says that rulers are not terror to good conduct, but bad conduct. So there is no civil way to rule over a Gentile. Okay? There is no civil way to rule over bad conduct. There is no way for spiritual leadership to lead people that are carnal or to lead people with character issues without ruling over them or being a tyrant. So if we are going to be effective in ministry, we have to shift how we lead from the pulpit, okay, from the heads. But we also have to shift how we are being led because we can't lead carnality and you can't lead bad character. So the shift has to be that each one of us has to make sure that we are being led by the spirit. We have to make sure we are being led by the spirit. And this is the only way that we can do ministry. I told you last week, I can only teach and preach to the Christ in you. I can't teach your flesh. I can't teach your bad attitude. I can't teach you pouting. <laughs> you can't be led with bad character. What must happen is the character issue has to be fixed. Then you can come up on the authority. So this is why Jesus said to them, he said, Okay, I'm wondering, like, where my scripture at? This is why he said, he said, you know that the ruler of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. But in verse 26, he said, it must not be like that among you. So he's training them. He's teaching them that the way that they do ministry and the way that we do ministry has to be different. Which leads me to my second point. Because there has to be a shift in ministry and how we lead and are being led, we now need his master class in ministry. Mm. Sorry about that. Lost my place. Okay. We now need his master class in ministry. So Jesus tells them, he said, it must not be like that among you. But then he says, on the contrary, this is the master class. He said, whoever wants to become great among you. Okay. It says, on the contrary, whoever wants to become great amongst you must be your servant. This is the master class. And he says, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. So 
as sons and daughters, as children in the kingdom, we have to learn how to become co-laborers with the Father. We didn't show up like that. And so Jesus is giving a master class, and it may appear that the master class is on how to be great and on how to be first, but it's really on how to be a servant and how to be a slave. So Jesus wants us to have power. He wants us to have authority. He wants them to be able to rule and reign in this life. But what they first must do is they first must learn how to become slaves. That ain't popular. They must first learn how to become servants. So what a servant does is a servant meets the need of another. What a servant does is waits on people. So if you are serving somebody, you're not serving them in your time, you're serving them at their time. You ever went to a restaurant to eat and the waiter comes to your table, what do you need? Can I, get you, can I take your drinks? Okay, they go get your drinks, then they come back. You ready to order? Nope, okay, I'll be back. <laughs> take your time. They're not rushing you, hurry up, I got things to do. Hurry up and order. I got stuff to do. I got places to go. I got other tables. Hurry up. No, that's not what a servant does. A servant waits. A servant is there for the, for the people. It's not there on its own, but it's there to serve. And this is what ministry is all about. Ministry is about meeting other people's needs. That's why I tell you that the, in the ministry pillar, what we are learning is that ministry is service to the body so the body can serve the world. So in Divine Generation Church, we have to learn how to serve in the family to build up the body so that we can eventually serve Stockbridge. Until we learn how to serve amongst one another, we can't serve Stockbridge. So we learn how to serve in the family. We learn how to serve in the body so we can eventually serve the city. Then once we serve the city, we go from city to the state. So we want to take Stockbridge by what? Servitude. I know we want to take it by spiritual warfare. But a lot of times spiritual warfare is simply being a resource, being a light, meeting a need. When we first got here in 2010, we would always go out and feed the homeless. We even got it to the place where we would not only feed the homeless, but we would collect clothing. And we would wash the clothes. We would bring shoes, brand new shoes sometimes. And we would go to different neighborhoods and we would set up, we would feed the people, we would preach to the people, and then we would pray for the people. And how many of y'all know that is great work? But it's unfinished work because the whole purpose of going out there is to bring them back so they can be a part of the body, so they can be a part of the family. So Jesus is letting them know that if you want to be great, you must first learn how to do what? Serve. Then he said, if you want to be first, you have to, you have to learn how to become what? A slave. Now, nobody wants to be a servant. Nobody wants to be a slave. Matter of fact, I can guarantee you, you did not show up here so I can teach you how to be a slave. You did not come here today on the way thinking in your mind, oh yeah, he gonna teach me how to be a servant. But the master class is this, is that in teaching you how to be a servant, I'm teaching you how to be great. And in teaching you how to be a slave, you're being taught how to be what? First. Now, a slave, the job of a slave is to make their master better. That's the job of a slave, is to make their master better. I'm a slave in studying to make you a master in sonship. 
It's my job spiritually to make you a master. But in order to make you a master, I must first become a slave. That's why Paul said, I am a bondservant. And it's my job to, as, a, to, as a slave to make you a master so that when you become a master, you then, then get promoted to a slave to make other people master. This is why he said he gave the fivefold ministry. He said, I gifted the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for ministry. Come on. To build up the body. Then he said, we're going to do this until we all, until we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To a mature measure or to the stature of the fullness that belongs to Christ. So we're here as slaves to make one another masters. Whatever the Father has called you to do, he called you to do it or he imparted it in you so you can be a slave to build his body. That MBA Kena just got? Hold on. No, clap. Clap. Go ahead. Give her a... That's to build the body. That's to build the body. Your education, your gifting, your talents, your abilities, he put that in you to build his body. He didn't put that in you to build the world. He didn't put that in you to get rich. But this is the dilemma that goes on in the body of Christ right now is we don't want to be slaves and we don't want to be servants. We want to be rich. So the master class is in ministry. He's teaching us how to be servants. He's teaching us how to be slaves because to become great, you must first be a servant. To become first, you must first be a slave because the goal is what? Power. The goal is power, but he doesn't just give you power. That's why I tell you many are called, but few are chosen. Well, how does that process take place? First, you're called into the family. Then you're called into ministry. Then you're called into leadership. But most of the time, we want to get called into the family and skip ministry and get called right into leadership. We don't want to get called into the part that says serve. We don't want to get called into the part that says we are a slave. Because that doesn't feel good. I can tell by looking on y'all face. Y'all looking like that. That doesn't feel good. But that is the master class that Jesus gives because in the ministry, in the training part process is how you get educated. It is how you learn how to be. And you have to respect and honor that. You don't understand. Every time you talk to Dr. Hardy, you're talking to five degrees. She was a slave to learn how to, watch this, she was a slave to learn how to interpret dreams. So now you're dreaming and you can interpret it. We don't want to become slaves because we don't understand that when we become slaves, that's the first step to becoming a master. When we become slaves, that's the first thing, the first step to becoming prominent. Servitude is how we become great. Because it is in ministry that your character is revealed. It is in ministry that your motives are revealed. It is in ministry that you learn how to deal with people, how to deal with persecution. It is in ministry where you learn how to overcome hard times. What to do when opposition comes.
when Jesus went to train his disciples, he sent them out and he said, don't take nothing with you. <laughs> don't take no staff. Don't take no money back. Don't take nothing with you because when it's time to train, I don't want you to be focused on nothing that you have. And so Jesus is giving them what? A master class in how ministry looks. Because we think that ministry is the mic. And the mic is 5% of ministry. And before you get the mic, he will test your character. He needs you to be under somebody so you can be, it'll be safe when you're over somebody. Because if you can't operate under somebody, then it's going to be hard for you to operate over somebody. You need to know how it feels to serve and be told to do something so that when you, it's your time to tell somebody to do something, you would do it with grace. Come on. That you would do it with love. That's why Jesus asked him the question, are you sure? You, are you sure that this is what you want? Are you able to drink from that cup? Are you able to be a little boy at 12 years old, sitting, learning about your father's business, and then be put on pause for the next 18 years? Or can you be like David, who gets anointed and, but doesn't get the throne until 30 years later? Or do you need the, uh, the throne right after the anointing? He can't put you under a leader like Saul who's trying to take him out and he still can't touch him. What is the preparation for? For when he's sitting on the throne and, the next, and then somebody next in line. And David can look back and he can remember what Saul did to him and he won't do it to the next person. So Jesus had to give them a master class in ministry. Which brings me to my third point. We need to focus on how we show up in ministry. Okay? We need to focus on how we show up in ministry. As we mature in sonship, we are expected to show up with the mind of Christ. We are expected to show up with the mind of Christ as we mature in ministry. Verse 28, Jesus said, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. So what is Jesus doing? He's showing us how we should show up. We are expected to show up in ministry to serve, not to be served. So the question is, how do you show up in ministry? Since ministry is simply servitude and being a slave. How do you show up to meet the needs of other people? Since life is ministry, how do you show up in relationships? Do we show up to be served or do we show up to serve? You know, most men are running from marriage because they don't want to serve. I ain't going to say men, most people. <laughs> most people are running from marriage. You know why? Because they don't want to show up to serve. To have the responsibility to serve another person they don't want it. So they said, I'll stay single and I'll stay married to the money. Which won't serve you. 
How do you show up in marriage? How do you show up in friendships? Are you the friend that only shows up to be served? Or are you the friend that shows up to serve? How do you show up in parenting? Do you only want kids that serve you? Or are you there to serve your kids? Are you mad that your children are getting in the way of your success? Are they getting on your nerves because you don't want to serve them? <laughs> so we have to watch how we show up in ministry because how we show up in ministry is how we showing up in life. It's how we showing up in every area of life. How do you show up in business? Do you only show up when you can make a buck? Or do you show up when you can help somebody else make money? The world even know you don't do that. The world know you start with an internship. Anybody who, who wants to be anything know that you show up to serve first. You show up to help. You don't show up looking for connections. You show up to help the connections. <laughs> yeah. How are you showing up with your gifting? With your talent, with your ability, does the body of Christ have to pay you? Will you come eat the word but won't give us you? Will you allow me to show up as a, as a slave but then to get, make you a master? But then when it's time to, to, to give your gift away, you can't make us a master? Is this making sense? If I can give you me, then you can give me you. <laughs> That's a great exchange. That's how I choose my friendships. Reciprocation. <laughs> if I'm constantly doing, 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 but you won't do for me, you're letting me know I'm not your friend. I'm only here for what you can give me. And the moment it's time for me to give you, I got stuff to do. <laughs> so we have to watch how we show up in ministry. Because we don't know. We are showing up like that in life. Because the scripture says, look, it says, just as the son of man did not come to be served. This is the mind of Christ. You don't come to be served. You come to serve. Now, it is a nepios and a pation stage and even a technon stage where you do show up and we pour into you. But after a while, maturity looks like, what can I do for you? <laughs> that is the frustration in marriage. One spouse is showing up to serve and the other spouse is showing up, is, is just, is, is showing up to take. So I'm looking out for you and you looking out for you. <laughs> you double anointed. You had a double portion, but you don't want to give anything. We got to lose the selfishness and become selflessness. Look what it said. It said, just as the son of man did not come to serve, be served, but to serve. Is that not the mind of Christ? Is that not the mind of Christ? That is the mature mindset that I don't show up to be served. I show up to serve. What can I do, sir? Because I'm here to serve you on your job. Come on. That's how you get a promotion. You do your work and then you come and ask, what do you need me to do next, boss? You don't show up to the job, you do your work, and then they ask you to do something else. It's childish. That ain't my job. <laughs> my kids do this all the time, and it frustrates me. Alana's washing the dishes. I'm like, clean up that spill on the counter. Javon! <laughs> you right there! <laughs> but that's his job. But this our house. 
Is this not our house? I'm talking to y'all. Is this not our house? <laughs> I shouldn't have to ask you to serve in our house. Is this not our father's kingdom? I shouldn't have to ask you to serve in our father's kingdom. If he gave you the gift, the talent, and the ability, he gave it to build his body. It's the only reason why it exists. And how dare us want to give it to the world before we give it to the church. Matter of fact, you got to give it to the church first because the Bible says judgment starts here. We want that. We want to. It needs to start here so that once it gets out there, it got, it got Christ on it. It got character behind it. It's been tested. But we want to bypass ministry and we're going to go straight to fame. And it won't happen. He's going to walk you through those steps. You, you're going to go through it if Jesus went through it. I'm trying to get to my next point, but I can't. So he said, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to what? Serve. So when we show up, we show up to do what? Serve. We showing up as a slave. We, we come to, I come to make you a master. All week long, I'm studying within mind of you becoming a master at this. I'm at home studying and praying to make you better. Because imagine what your life is if we take away sonship. Where are you? If we take away practice and righteousness, where are you? So somebody has to be the slave. Somebody has to submit for the mission. Okay, let me try this one more time. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. And to give his life as a ransom. The Bible says that once you receive the Holy Spirit, once it comes upon you, that you will be a witness. That word witness in the Greek is the word martyr. Martyr means to what? Give your life. And you have to do it for Christ. You can't do it for your family. Here we go. You can't do it for your race. You can't do it for the culture. You have to give your life. And then he said, give it as a ransom. Which means you have to deny yourself. You got to pick up the cross and you have to follow. Until you deny yourself, pick up the cross and follow, you haven't given your life. That's why he said you have to lose your life to gain it. He went through the same process. That's why he told us, have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? That although he was equal with God, he didn't think it was robbery, but he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. So he didn't only humble himself, but he humbled himself to die a death that he didn't even deserve. He could have died anyway. He could have died in his sleep. It was death. Come on. But he died a death that he did not deserve. So sometimes you got to die a death that you don't deserve. Sometimes you got to take the accusation. I know you don't deserve it, but it's ministry. <laughs> That's why he said, humble yourself, then he will exalt you. That's why Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. This is the classroom. Learn of me. 
because I'm meek, meaning I got power, I have authority, but I choose not to use it. So Jesus asked the question. So Jesus said to him, you don't know what you are asking for. Who want ministry? <laughs> you don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink from the cup that he drank from? Then he told him, you will indeed drink from the cup. But you can't escape the preparation. You can't escape the preparation. The Father prepared the seat. We are already seated in heavenly places. You don't get to choose the preparation. <laughs> I know you want to choose the preparation. Let everybody be nice to me in ministry. That sounds good. I wish everybody would show up on time and come on now. <laughs> but it's a, it's a path. Even in this, I'll tell people, show up and let's do this. Folks won't show up or they show up when they want to. You know what? For you, that's a path. And it's for me, it's a path. <laughs> He's working on my patience. Also, you're going to have an attitude because they showed up late, huh? <laughs> he working on me. And at the same time, he working on you. Oh, so you heard him say show up, and you didn't. He's working on both parties at the same time. Come on. In marriage, he working on both of us at the same time. Wife, submit. She ain't submitting. Husband, love. But she ain't submitting. No, you love, but she ain't submitting. He ain't loving me. Still submit. The path is prepared by the Father. What is your path of preparation? What is yours? Is it like Joseph? Mm. <laughs> is it like Joseph? Well, he gave you a dream. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He gave you a dream. You're going to be the head honcho. You're going to be the HNIC. You're going to be the president of the United States. You're going to have a Fortune 500 company. You're going to be a billionaire. Love to see that path. <laughs> Joseph started off in the ditch, and he was betrayed by his brothers. <laughs> then he was lied on and went to jail for rape that he didn't do. And he had to remain in a state of honor. He couldn't talk about his brothers. He couldn't cuss out Pharaoh's wife. He couldn't be in a jail telling everybody, I ain't do it. She lying on me. <laughs> she a blip, 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 blip. In every stage, he got favor. Every stage, he said the Lord was with him. It was a preparation. Then he interprets a dream and tell the people, don't forget me. And what do they do? They for the Father's going to put you through so many tests and trials because of where he wants you to sit. While, you, while, while Joseph was going through it, I guarantee you it didn't feel good. But when he got that signet ring and they put him in that chariot and Pharaoh paraded him all around and made people bow to him. <laughs> now that he sees, now that he's reconnected with his brothers and he should be bitter. <laughs> but he passed the master class. And he didn't say, why y'all do that to me? 
Hmm. Hmm. Why y'all say that about me? Why y'all leave me in the ditch? He said God did that. <laughs> he said God did that. He was building me. Stop blaming your parents. Stop blaming your siblings. You're on the path that he, they're not supposed to like you. You're supposed to be rejected. The rejection shows that you're chosen. Jesus had a path of humility. Paul had a path of humility. All in ministry. What is your path of preparation? Because you're going to get this master class. <laughs> How many of y'all still want ministry? Everybody didn't raise their hands. Everybody, some, some like, I don't want it no more. I'm done with that. It don't feel good, y'all. I can promise you it don't feel good. But in the end, the one thing you can trust in is that it builds you for what he calls you for. I had no idea a lot of things that I had to go through in life. But now I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. Let us stand. Did you learn something? I said something to you guys last week, and I'm going to let Kena come.